0: Welcome, everyone. Welcome to Freedom International live stream. And uh, we're so excited for this another episode where we could have a most powerful, interesting conversation. With me are um, Steve from Awakened Mind, and he's all the way in Asia, and Hartmut Schumacher for, from Go Your Own Path podcast and all the way in Germany and Dr. Carl Moore from Ireland, and Dr. Jane Marquis from Canada. And of course, uh, we are most privileged and honored to have one of the top physicians, researchers, providing us information that are not really secret, but they don't want us to know about the information, especially if it will help us shorten all this pandemic that's happening and really move forward. So, and she is, uh, just imagine her when she was four years old, carrying her father's black bag on house calls along the black roads of Iowa. And in 1980, That's when she graduated from the University of Rochester School of Medicine and Dentistry in New York. And of course, she was also with the Alpha Omega, Alpha Honor Medical Society for the lifetime membership. And Dr. Merritt also completed an orthopedic surgery residency in the United States Navy and served nine years as a Navy physician and surgeon before returning to Rochester, where she was the only woman to be appointed as the Louis A. Goldstein Fellow of Spinal Surgery, and we can go on and on with a lot of her um, credentials. And I guess it it is important because you know our guest, especially Dr. Merritt, it's not that she just woke up one day and then she decided she this is what she's gonna do and be saying. So in 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 her recent speech at Doctors for Disaster Preparedness on SARS-CoV-2 and the rise of medical technology it has been widely viewed on YouTube and forward on by Dr. Mercola and one of her medical heroes. And she's a happily married woman with two sons, grown sons, and one of whom carries on the fourth generation medical tradition as a general surgeon and the other with a real job as an electrical engineer. And she she raises chickens and enjoys a rural Midwest lifestyle. So see, she's very normal but very powerful. And she is our medical rebel. And you see, if you have if you need more information, just go to the medicalrebel.com. Thank you, Dr. Merritt, for being with us.
1: Well it's my honor. This is a great, great group. <laughs> you so, might be the only person to call me normal
0: though, <laughs>
1: especially <laughs> in
0: all this. <laughs> but in in we're you're amongst normal people. So it's perfect. That's perfect. And although things have been very difficult, but we always find each other. And so we're really happy to have you. And we could have a lot of um, we have so many questions, and I know you're a wealth of knowledge. But I want to go straight to that um, videos coming out. Even from the, uh, or it, uh, it seems like it just began with ordinary people checking and showing that we are gradually becoming magnetized. Right. Okay, and there was one time. There's even this video with a fish and the fish that they just bought from the supermarket, and they could put a magnet in it. So um, that's really interesting. And, and I believe that right away. You know, I didn't have to uh, research so far because, in, in one of the things that I do, Dr. Merritt, as a quantum reflex analysis, we already do the semi kinesiology technique. And when, before the pandemic, we used to test um, vaccine spots history old vaccines of people and when we point to by digital you know on that site when we test that it weakens the person and that could be a a vaccine from they were you know since childhood so in that energy testing it is already obvious that if vaccine could be many years or old already, but it truly breaks. So that magnet, can you please speak on that magnet and is all about the superparamagnetic iron oxide nanoparticles?
1: Well, that's the that's the topic of the day. I'm going to tell you so. So. Um, and, and i think you've hit the nail on the head when you say you go back years and you've seen changes after vaccines this whole thing didn't start in 2020 or 2019 the plan for this vaccine i think is is long been long out there you know they've been ramping at this up the vaccines have just been getting worse and worse and the, the propaganda has been getting better and better to convince people don't listen to anybody that's speaking out against vaccines so it's been all this is a setup. That we've set the world in motion for a long time to get here. This does appear to me to be the end game because now we're we're actually assaulting people's DNA, and that's unre- that may be irreversible. Um, I suspect it is to some degree, but the, but now this magnetic thing. So the first thing I did before I just took people's word for it off the internet, and a lot of my friends did. We found people that had been vaccinated and asked them if we could test them. So in my office now, instead of a stethoscope and a, and a blood pressure cuff, now I have a, an EMF meter and a paperclip and a magnet. <laughs> and the first thing I did was I started putting a paperclip on because, yeah, you know, it's one thing when you put a mag- and, and magnet on, yes, we saw that. People were getting magnetized and that, that does work. But what happens when you put a non-magnetic item on? Are they magnetic? Because that's what I wanted to know. So I found that paperclips stick to a lot of these people. And about so I haven't had enough. I don't have enough numbers to report an actual series yet, but I have enough to say it's about 50 percent, I think, seem to show this magnetism. But then as you went on about the fish, it's not just people that have been recently vaccinated. As we've been talking about this, like so many other things, people then start testing themselves when they realize what's going on. And I've had I've had a farm family in the middle of Nebraska that have little kids that aren't in school, that haven't been vaccinated at least in six years, they may have gotten the DPT in the past, they're all magnetic. So what does that say? So it's not just people who are recently vaccinated, although that's that's the the ones we're going to concentrate on, I think, right now. But the other thing to say is, are there areas of the country that have been contaminated with something? I mean, should we put a map out there with little pins and stick them and see when people report being their family being magnetized? Should we, you know, figure out where this is coming from? I've heard people say that they, um, they're taking a, a magnet now into the meat market and they're finding, you know, meat that is magnetic. Um, so I think it's, and I'm just gonna think I'm gonna start doing that. I mean, fortunately I don't have to, I have a, f- a farm, so I have to raise our own beef. So we don't have a lot of, of need for that, but you know, chicken, I buy chicken and I'm gonna start testing it, I think with a magnet and a paperclip. It's kind of crazy, the whole thing. I do think that you have to look at the literature, the medical literature. You know, the first thing that happens, of course, whenever anything like this comes out is, oh, you're a crazy, looney tune, anti, you know, conspiracy theorist, anti-vaxxer. You know, it's really easy to demean people. But if you go back in the medical literature and you look at the research that's been done, this is exactly what they've been working on is a is a magnetic, these magnetic particles help to deliver these types of the, which you mentioned, the SP, uh, SPIOs, um, super paramagnetic iron oxides, they're part of it. They're also what they call paramagnetic particles, ferromagnetic particles, and then magnetic, uh, um, uh, what I want to say, magnetizable particles. And then these, these this nano, so, so-called nanowire mesh that Charles Lieber at Harvard developed that can actually organize itself. It can be injected into people through an, a needle like we're using for vaccines. It's like a very, very, it's not its not wire at all. Like we think of wire, it's made out of a, a, a polymer or some kind of, it's called a silver impregnated nanogel. And, but it, once it's in you, it becomes like a very, very tiny thread that can organize itself into a mesh, you know, and wrap itself around nerves. And they've done experiments where they've injected this into the rats or into the eyes of rabbits. So it's very, very small stuff. And it wraps around the retinal nerve and they can they can eavesdrop on the rabbit, you know, or they, and they, they also talk about using this for Parkinson's to control the tremors and things that they might be able to distribute these nanoparticles around the nervous system and then control the, 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 the nervous system to get rid of tremors and Parkinson's. So what we know is they have the ability to target different areas of the body with cells that produce whatever they want them to produce, with genetic material wrapped in lipoprotein particles, and with delivery of these magnetic particles, and they can control them from the outside. That's what you learn when you read the literature. Now, again, I'm not a a biochemist, and I'm not an electrical, you know, nanotechnologist. So this is a little above my ability to get all the details, but I'm just telling you in the big picture already, if you tell me that they have, they can, they can create cells to produce anything they want, they can drive them into places in your body and they can activate them externally. Just those three facts alone um, make me not only suspicious about taking any vaccines, but I'm starting to worry about my toothpaste. I mean, some of these things like graphene are absorbable through your diet. Now that just, there's just a video that came out and i'm waiting for the confirmation i wouldn't take this to the bank yet but it's it's a guy who's a radio he's 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 a i think he says he's a biostatistician so maybe he works with these guys but he's he's got a podcast and he he's from spain and he claims that there are some doctors in spain that have now shown that they they dissected out cuz we, we you know a lot of us that talk together on the internet we say why can't we get a vial of vaccine and have somebody analyze it well, you know, we were all thinking it was genetic material, which is a kind of a bigger, harder deal to dissect sometimes. And it's got a lot of other things in it, which without knowing what's in it, it's very hard. It's not like you can just put it in a machine and it spits out what it is. But apparently these guys just looked at it under a transmitting electronic mi- electron microscope and under a light microscope. And what they see is about is, is essentially graphene. They don't see, they said, we didn't find genetic material, according to this guy's report. Now, again, he's secondhand. But according to his report they didn't find genetic material they just found graphene but graphene can do a lot of the things that we're seeing it can give you the magne- it can give you the magnetic thing it's a great transmitter of electrons it's a great electrical transmitting device and graphene is is a very 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 t- small uh, sheet a very thin one molecule molecule thin sheet of carbon that is it is organized in such a way it's, it's it's created this i don't and i don't know how they create it but it defies the idea of the Bohr atom where you have electrons that go into certain orbital sections and it's, it's quantum. This, the electrons freely flow through this very, very tiny graphene sheet. And apparently it can be cut and used and injected and swallowed and all sorts of things. And it has the potential, I think, to bioluminesce, to luminesce when it's certain things happen to it. Like you, you can, if you, if you put it into to some tissue and you, put a very, very small millivoltage current through it, then it will, it can luminesce. So a lot of the things that we're seeing, people having black lights show up to where their injection site is, it, it's, it's, it, it is explained by graphene. So more to follow, but to, I, and I don't want to be too long-winded on this, but I tell you what to look at. And, and the thing that got me down this road early on before we had all these details, In February of 2020, a guy named Charles Lieber, who was the chief of biochemistry and chemistry at Harvard, he was indicted because it turned out he was taking, he he had taken $15 million from the Department of Defense, which essentially is DARPA, you know, in America, that's the dark arts science gurus of the military, for doing research, okay? Now, you don't pay a chemist $15 million to make coffee taste better. If you're the military, you want some high technical militarizable product. So right there, I knew he'd been doing something that was militarizable, but what he got caught for was he apparently was also working for the communist Chinese getting paid a a $50,000 monthly stipend, $158,000 for expenses. I could live on this quite well. And, um, and also 1.5 million to go to the Wuhan area and create a lab. Now, what, by, by the Harvard Gazette, this is not hidden stuff, Charles Lieber was a nanotechnologist. And what he developed was the silver impregnated nanogels. In 19, from the 1980s on, apparently DARPA has been trying to connect human biology tissue or cells with electrical devices, but weren't un, were unable to do it until Charles Lieber came along. And he, by this silver impregnated nanogel, now can run current through your electrical uh, electrical current through your cells through people's cells and so I said to myself okay I'm going to feel better about us that it's not that this whole problem didn't start in America if they throw away the key on Charles Lieber because what he did essentially was in less polite circles would be called treason I mean he he he, he took military money from us and yet he Uh, went to China, sold and was in the pay of the Chinese communists. He gave them highly, highly classified technology that improved their national security interest at the expense of America's national security interest. So whatever you want to call that, but that should be a bad thing. You know, that's more treasonous than we have young Navy guys sitting in jail for doing something stupid. So he, but they didn't do that. What they did was they charged him with the Martha Stewart uh, charge of, uh, lying to a federal officer and the FBI covered up what his real research was about, by by claiming he was working on electric batteries for cars, electric cars, which he has no evidence of ever doing anything like that. That's not what nanowire is, you know, come on, FBI, we're not that dumb, you know? So anyway, they're covering up for him. So that tells us that this is not the Chinese. It's not us. It's a global effort with a lot of people involved and that's the, and, and what they're really looking to do, what the Chinese have said, since the 1990s, their highest priority in their military research is connecting the brain to electronic uh, things. So that's what this is. And that's where I think this magnetism and, and all, whatever it is that we're finding, that is what this is pointing to. And it would be really a kick in the pants to find out that the Pfizer vaccine has no genetic material in it. But one thing I will tell you now, I don't know, you know, if there are any uh, other, you know, people involved in vaccines or if you're involved in in, in this problem, I'm sure you aren't, but the nurse, we're hearing from nurses that they've never seen this before where the vials are different. Like when they pull these vaccines out, they're not all the same. You know, they pull out a vial and draw it up and it's different than the last one. And so it's a different color. It's more viscous or less viscous. I don't know. So that's one of the things that's being reported. So it may not be, I don't think it's a one size fits all. I feel like we are the the human race now is a huge experiment for these people, and they're, they're, they're looking at different things, and some people are getting a genetic RNA, some people are getting DNA, some people are getting you know different nanoparticles, and now we've got graphene.
0: I, I'm with you with that. and I grew up in the Philippines, uh, Dr. Merritt. so even then we were already studying about the bioweapons in an underground movement. So I can really believe in it, in uh, you know, so what that's why when this thing happened, I knew that something is not really right. Now right. when you, when you mention about those nanoparticles, it's really a concern because, and, and and one doesn't have to be a scientist to even have that common sense because like everyone has that cell phone. If one can connect anywhere, so that means our body is becoming like a cell phone, a cell phone where um, it can be controlled by companies or whoever wants to control. And you know, like you know, I, I, I if, if there's a cloud, you know, there's a cloud where we store stuff. So all this thing is is really happening. It seems impossible on how we can beat this, but I'm not hopeless. I know that we can do it because we we're still better than any AI or any evil thinking. So I'll pass it to to Steve after you, after we hear your thoughts on this.
1: Well, I'm with you that we can beat this because why do they need us? In other words, why do they want to connect us all? You know, this goes to the idea of the hive mind, which they're not denying. I mean, they're talking about the avatar of the future, that we are, we will all be uploaded, we'll be connected, we'll be the most, you know, and anybody, uh, Klaus Schwab says it, anybody left behind will be like the chimpanzee, you know, if, if you believe the idea of le- evolution, that humans left them behind because we could think better, that suddenly we'll have a new group of humans that are connected all the time to AI that are making this huge hive mind so we can just advance miraculously. Well, there's a reason that they need us to do that. If computers were so smart, why can't they just do it with them? So we have, you know, and and whatever it is, like my friend Christiane Northrup says, the people that are unvaccinated going into the future will have golden DNA. And it's going to have a lot of implications for the future of the human race for having, you know, for little, for, for, for everything from dating to the to, to winning this this war against whatever we're fighting that wants to do this, but yeah, it's it's. Uh, I think we're
2: going to win.
0: <laughs> Thank you so much. Uh, pass it on to Steve.
2: All right. Thanks for being here, Dr. Merritt. Thank you. Um, I think Klaus Engel Schwab is a chimpanzee um, <laughs> or so, a robot. <laughs> the way yeah. he talks,
1: he could be a robot.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, this emergency is really just. I don't know. It's amazing, everyone, how long it's going on. Um, you know, it start, started out over a year ago. So where do we go from here? Because now we're hearing about variants and, um, you know, apparently they're named after brainwaves and stuff like that. I don't know if you've made any. Uh, you well, know, there, actually,
1: there actually seem to be, yeah,
2: it's like brainwaves,
1: but it's also how we denote uh, uh, what I want to see ancestry of You know, viruses, bacteria, whatever. We kind of tend to use the Greek alphabet there. So now we we have the Delta variant. Now, I this is when I started raising the BS flag. This is just nonsense. So what happened in India is a perfect example. India used ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine very, very successfully during the COVID outbreak, and we could talk about what that really was. I do not believe that was an airborne viral outbreak, but but whatever you want to think it is, something happened. People were dying. They had this kind of flu-like illness that seemed to hit people kind of a little differently than flu, Uh, like why did type A people tend to go down, and why did it strike the obese even if they were young? But but in any case, what happened was the Indians figured out early on, because they had a history of using these drugs, that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine really decreased the risk. They they did a 10,000-person study in the Bombay or Mumbai police force, And only the ones that were not prophylaxed had any deaths or real serious problems. So they prophylaxed people with, those were the, those were the hydroxychloroquine prophylaxis. And subsequently now they've gone to like ivermectin, they have a prophylaxis protocol that's very effective. So what happened is, yeah, they had a death curve. It went up, it went down. It was very minimal until the vaccination started. And then it started going back up. Well, then they had to, you know, the, and I just, my, my, kids who think i'm just a crazy nutcase think it's funny i call them the Uberlords, but i you you know maybe somebody can come up with a better term but whoever because i'm not sure did the, the nameless foe we are fighting you know i call them the Uberlords, the controllers of this world and and i i i do believe that a rational person that's lived as long as i have looks around and says there are controllers of this world they decided that We can't let them think they're, we can't let them win without our vaccine. So we better convince them that we're not killing people with the vaccine. Because, so, oh, oh my gosh, there's a Delta variant, you know? So now we have to deal with the Delta variant. And that's, what. but what they've shown is that six of the seven people dying of the Delta variant of COVID were vaccinated. Okay. What does this tell you? So they had to come up with a reason that they're, to convince you it's not the vaccine killing people. And so for a while, the WHO and everybody convinced India to stop using the ivermectin, that they needed to do something else. And people started dying like flies again. And they, and finally, I love Modi, and they finally said, enough of this. You guys go away in the WHO. We're gonna go back to the ivermectin hydroxychloroquine. And again, the death rate goes down. And what I really like about India is the fact that not everybody over there is glued to CNN or some nightly TV show because they live in these little villages you know maybe they don't even have electricity i don't know but they're not all watching what you can tell is they're not all watching the propaganda news so instead of being completely numbed by the propaganda and just getting in line to get this deadly vaccine what they're doing is when the vaccinators come now because like where i live where people are farmers and there's a reality to the world and how you have to grow things and live your life if you get away from the tv and you know where your food comes from it's all nonsense what you're seeing on the tube for the most part so In India, when they saw these vaccinators come and they'd already seen people getting sick and dying after the vaccine but were healthy before, they started throwing rocks at these teams of vaccinators. That's a a realistic approach to the world as opposed to people in my country that I can't believe. These are people that would not get the first car of a new car line because they're worried the bugs have not been worked out and yet they're running out to not only vaccinate themselves but to vaccinate their unborn children. They're, you know, they're pregnant. They get a vaccine, and they've, you know, it's like that has been a catastrophe of death, uh, of miscarriage, and 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 stillbirth, horrible. And then they're also in vac- they're also vaccinating their children. Now, I'm really yeah. hoping that Luc Montagnier is not completely right. I'm hoping not everybody's going to die within three years that have had the vaccine. That's what he says, and he's he's a Nobel laureate in virology and in uh, you know did the HIV. But the other thing that Luc Montagnier did, he studied. DNA, and he showed that DNA actually can talk to itself, it can it can talk to other DNA, but only if it's cert- in a certain resonance frequency field. And that resonance frequency is 7.83, the Schumann resonance, the resonance of the earth. If you keep it away from that. So, you know, he knows some things and probably a lot more than that, you know, so maybe there's a reason he's saying that. I'm, as a physician, I really feel like our job is to try and help people survive their bad decisions. So I'm really hoping we can figure out a way to save people that have taken these vaccines. But, but if that's really what's going to happen, think about, you know, I mean, this is, it's possible. This is, this is a horrible yeah. situation.
2: Yeah. That's one of the things I circle around a lot. Like, you know, it's uh, you look at the Georgia Guidestones and things like that. And then there was a, the UK government had uh, some you know, think tank do a study recently and it, it came out and they said if there's a resurgence, the the majority of deaths in the upcoming resurgence will be from people who have gotten a double dose of the VAC.
1: Right. So at least they kind of said something honest there for a change. I, I, that was one of those glimmers. You know, I used to think we lived in a world where occasionally somebody lied to you and that there was occasionally a civilization that had more lies than others, like in Nazi Germany, when they had the propaganda arm and Goebbels said, tell the big lie. I thought that was the exception and that most of what we heard was true. Now I'm believing that we live—we do live in an information matrix where most of what we've been told about biology, physics, the world around us, our own health, uh, the reality of politics, everything has been, has been mostly lies. And occasionally this little shard of light streaks out and that's this little truth moment like that when you just mentioned that yeah they finally but you know i mean let's let's just take a step back and let's just think what's really happened here we have a disease that in young people for sure under the age of 40 is 99.997 percent survivable that's you know only 0.003 percent less meaning essentially zero people under the age of 40 really died from this okay very few some but very few now even in the elderly, over 75, you have a you have a 96 plus percent chance of surviving another season like the last one we had. Why on earth? Oh, and then oh, let's make it worse. And and then we have a disease that hasn't been completely characterized, a a a so-called virus that oh, we've only found little bits and shards of, and that we constructed using computer modeling and a boat. And we have a test that was absolutely falsified for the entire 2020 uh, to give 90% false positives. So it's like we're standing on shifting sand that we don't even know what we're dealing with and yet we're willing to then say, we have to lock everybody down again. That should be a wake up to what's really going on here because there's not enough, there's even the numbers we have, even with them lying about the PCR tests does not justify any of this. And and, mm. and that's the other thing is, you know, there are only two worldviews here and you can figure them out when you look at the PCR test. So the PCR test was not designed as, you know, Carrie Mullis said, it's never should be used for diagnostic purposes, but okay, let's give them that. Let's, let's say that was their accidental mistake. They, they thought it would work because they were desperate. Okay. So they did this test, but what isn't believable is that highly trained lab managers who know how to read test instructions, who know how to set up new tests, who know how to train their staff, who know how to guarantee that tests don't give you a, a, a large false positive or large false negative result, that in 2020, they all got it wrong. They all had a brain fart, they, they lost their way, they couldn't do the test right. And they all did it wrong in exactly the same way. In other words, nobody accidentally under cycled the test, they overcycled the test. I read some of the, I read one of the things from Thermal Fisher on how to do the test. You can clearly see, I'm not even a lab manager but it doesn't take much to read this and realize you're supposed to cycle between 20 and at the most 35. You know, 25 to 35 if you want to catch them all but not to have too many false positives, 20 to 30 if you don't mind a few false negatives and just want to, you know, but no false positives. So that's what the instructions said. Why did they all cycle at 40 to 45 which produced all these false positives? Well, again, either you have to believe it was just a completely spontaneous group psychosis craziness on the part of every lab manager around the world, or you have to believe they were told to do this by a higher power, whether that's the CDC or the the, the Gates Foundation, or we can argue who told them that I believe it was the CDC guidelines.
2: Hmm. But
1: but but why would that happen unless you have a conspiracy? By definition, that is a conspiracy and for the purpose of doing harm to the people of the world, mm. because it caused everybody to get terrorized by these people listening to the nightly news. They were constantly bombarded. I mean, this is right out of, of um, we had a, a, in America, we had um, Albert Biederman, who was a psychologist, and you may have heard me talk about him and there are others on, that I've heard talk about this. Albert Biederman, after the Korean War, was asked to look at prisoners of war veterans, why they'd been turned against their country, how they got brainwashed. And that's where we got the term brainwashing. And they said, is it some kind of Chinese potion or did the Koreans have some voodoo or something? And he said, no, it's just standard psychological techniques. But that's this is all playing into that. First, you isolate people, think the lockdowns, then you uh, monopolize their perception, meaning you beat them over the head with the nightly news, and then you make them afraid by threatening them. Well, the first way we made them afraid was these false PCR tests that convinced everybody, oh, my God, if I go out without 10 layers of mask, I'm going to die this horrible disease. Well, <laughs> even with them lying about the numbers, they couldn't generate horrible deaths. So, you know, it was a bad flu season. Let's get over this and move on. But now, We've got countries, unfortunately, like Canada. I feel so bad for my northern, you know, friends um, that are in lockdown. They just don't hmm. want people to move. They want you to be prisoners in your own province, or prisoners in London, or wherever this is happening. And yeah. um, that's that's what this is about. And, and the only way we get out of it is just is to stop. You know, I said the way we stop. People would say six months ago, they said, "How do we stop the pandemic?" I said, "Well, you know, stop calling it a pandemic." You know, take your mask off, hug your neighbors, you know, your get your grandparents out of out of solitary confinement in the nursing homes and start living your life again. That's what we have to do. And when and I'd love to see these guys in London and Trafalgar Square just marching, filling the streets of real human beings. That's what we have to do. But it's now or never. I, I hate to say it. We are in this is a this is this is what the Chinese and we we also call uh unrestricted warfare. We're in a we're in a you know, the, the key point here is if you believe that we're fighting a virus, then you're going to act like a victim or a patient. If mm. you believe that we're fighting an unrestricted war that's been brought about by powers unknown, and that's the way unrestricted stealth warfare works, then you're going to arm up and be a warrior. And that and that's how you get out. That's how we get out of this.
2: Yeah, I like it. Be a warrior. Stand up, do something, you know, uh, speak out. That's really that's really uh, what we can do. I mean, I think. um you know, there's endless, you wouldn't know where I always say to people who aren't, I'm like, you're really not aware of what's going on at this point. And I just say, you know, they're like, what? I'm like, there's just no, I mean, where do I begin? If you can't see it now, it's sort of like, uh, you know, cause you mentioned the PCR test and, you know, them deliberately doing it at 45 magnification. And, you know, they also in March, 2020, they changed the way deaths are recorded. Right. So they've done you know, everything. Yeah. i like, um, but because of time, um, I'm gonna pass you to Jane, who's in uh, Lockdown Canada. And um, I really appreciate you talking and being here. Thanks, Lee. Thank
1: you.
3: We've been let out for a little bit of freedom for the last couple of weeks, Dr. <laughs> Mayor,
2: And it was and so, so good to again. see you
3: and have you. Not yet. <laughs> We're waiting oh, for okay. the variant. <laughs> um, because so, that is you another know, stage, by the this way. A, in the uh, oh yeah, it's like probably the
1: next. Oh no, I, no, I was just saying that's after. go ahead. I was just saying that's another stage yeah, no, in okay. Albert Biederman's chart of coercion that that you get a little bit of freedom. It's very demoralizing. This is a great way they control prisoners. You you give them a little bit of freedom for a while, and then you lock then you lock them down again, or then you take away those privileges. That is part of the. That yeah. we know about it, it's, you know, we, the, our CIA knows about it, everybody that tortures prisoners knows about that. And I'm so afraid that's what they're gonna do to you guys. They gave you a little bit of freedom this summer and now it's gonna go away, if you let it, yeah. if you let it.
3: Yeah, I think the most important thing, like you're saying, is to get unplugged. So many um, have lost their ability to critical think and it's because they're so plugged into what what they're hearing on with the agenda. Um, I have a friend who it's not, this isn't personal, but um, she was vaccinated and she chips animals. And uh, this is like my sister's friend, actually. And so she decided to see if the monitor would cut, would pick something up off her arm and and a barcode came up across the screen. So I wondered if you'd heard anything about that.
1: Well, I saw a video like that. And then I've seen a Russian video where they're, they're, they're saying in Russian how, Oh, it's catch a Pokemon. Because, you know, like that game that kids played on the computer or on their cell phones, where you'd seek out the Pokemon in the, outside somewhere and it would show up. They, they were, they would, the vaccinated people were registering as an SSID on their, their phones as they were in the park. You know, I don't know how to verify any of that so far Um, that I don't have the kind of bar scanner that you need to do that, but that's an interesting point. I'd like to find a friendly, maybe I'll go to my friendly local grocer and see if he wants to scan anybody that's gotten a, a code because but I don't yeah. put anything, I don't put anything past them at this point. Now, but speaking of that, I mean, I, I have on my website how, what you should do. I mean, we don't know for sure, but there are some thoughts about what could be done if you've taken the vaccine and now I have vaccine remorse. Now, again, it depends on what's in these vaccines. No, we were, we're targeting this, this point to the spike protein. So, you know, the, 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 what they told us they were doing was making mRNA or DNA that would then produce the spike protein in your body that would go everywhere. And that spike protein is what caused COVID theoretically. And it's what is killing people with the vaccine theoretically. And it's, and it's what we might be able to do something about. And those are things like N-acetylcysteine. N-acetylcysteine seems to protect you from the damages of the spike protein. And we know it must work because now they want to make it illegal, except by prescription you got to love these guys. They're always one step thinking ahead of us. You know, we just we just figure it out and then they want to clamp it down. So people, it's, but, you know, I I don't know what we're going to do. And uh, I, I I wait to hear from Carrie Made is our kind of in the Sherry Tenpenny group. Carrie Made is the kind of the, the nanotech guru. So maybe she's got some ideas, but I've heard things like, you know, certain kinds of soaking baths and, and um but i don't know i don't know how you get rid of these these nanotechs it's just a whole new world
3: yeah i'd I'd encourage anyone to listen to sherry tenpenny's 20 mechanisms she's doing that this saturday right um i heard you speak uh about the shedding and Mm -hmm. and you know the mice experiment that was done showing um was it the that it would the spike protein, especially gathered in the
1: ovaries. Well, that's a different, that's the Japanese study. Yeah. Two different studies, but
3: yeah. Just talk about shedding um, because so many that are worried about that and it is.
1: Well, it's real and they knew it was real. Um, We have multiple proofs of that, but I'll, I'll just start by saying that this, when it first, when people first started being vaccinated, my first, my first, hearing about this was from a patient of mine that I treated for COVID hadn't gotten the vaccine. But she said that her friend um, was was in in an office where she's the only person not vaccinated and where they share spaces and do all things together. And she said every time she goes to work now, I mean, she feels since she's been going to work after everybody's gotten vaccinated, she just feels like she's constantly gotten the flu. We should always feeling like run down and sick, and so I, you know, I asked Judy Mikovits what what could this be, and she thought at the time it probably wasn't the spike protein; it was probably just that it activated viruses in these other people, and that that was shedding off. But I think it's more than that. I mean, what what we're seeing now is, is now that we've had a lot more complaints about this, a, a lot of people have had this experience, and especially women. They're around vaccinated people. We've had everything from a miscarriage to a threatened miscarriage, um, little girls pre-menarch bleeding, older women uh, post-menopause bleeding, vaginal bleeding, um, irregular menses. Those are a lot of them. uh, Rashes, viral-like symptoms, um, nosebleeds. I had the experience of getting um, around a, a person and i wasn't even thinking about this happening but i mean i guess i kind of was but I, I there was just no way you could prevent it you can't be sterile like you are in an ore you don't live in a gown and you have to touch surfaces it's just impossible to keep this away from you if somebody's been recently vaccinated and apparently this woman had been recently vaccinated i was examining her touched her you know did a did the stuff and um at the end of the and about three, four days later, I got uh, kind of felt queasy in my stomach, which I never do. I had to lay down in the middle of the afternoon, which I was home that day, and I just—that's unusual. I don't do that. And then the next day, I had diarrhea for that lasted for a couple of days. Not bad, but just doesn't feel right. And then I was feeling better. But when I went into the office the next day, I had a—I got out of my car and a sudden profuse nosebleed. I mean, I could not get it stopped. I finally sent somebody from my office over to Walgreens. I gave myself a big bolus of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. It stopped and never came back well. But the next week, my husband came down with COVID because he works from home. He hadn't been around people. He probably wasn't at all immune. In retrospect, I probably wasn't immune. That's why I got because COVID can cause diarrhea. This is kind of whatever it is, the spike protein. I think instead of calling it COVID, we should probably just call it spike protein syndrome. He got it and he went down hard enough. I ended up putting an IV in him at the house, you know So I think this is the real deal. and we've had so many people uh, Dr. Northrop is collecting um, a uh, uh, what do I want to say a, a series of women with it's called mycyclestory.com and you can go there and fill in if you've had this happen because we're trying to figure it out. But while we were fumbling around in the dark and all this was happening and we knew it was real and we were treating people, you know, by giving them things like hydroxychloroquine ivermectin to see how we could get them out of this because we thought they were getting the spike protein because it was giving them the same kind of symptoms we're seeing with spike protein. Well, what happened is then we found literature and it turned out uh, the first thing we found was the FDA's guidance to researchers in 2015 that showed they knew about this they recommended to their vaccine, their genetic vaccine researchers, and and they don't call them vaccines. They call them viral-based genetic therapies. But these can be used as onco- oncolytic agents for cancer. They can be used for gene therapy and for these so-called vaccines. So that it's a that's the category of, of of biologic agent that these are. They're not vaccines by the classical definition at all. They're experimental genetic agents. And what they said in this paper was. Well, we know people shed this stuff. Oh, we're not sure what the stuff is they shed, but we, it starts. It can start on day one and can go to 10 weeks. Um, there's kind of two pulses of the shedding that are not predictable. We know that, uh, we think that if you do, if you test them at, at you know every day for a few days and then you test them uh, weekly for the 10 weeks, if they've gone three weeks without showing any evidence of shed particles, they're probably out of this, but that elderly people and people with bad immune systems may be chronically infected by these agents that shed forever. Okay. So the important point here is that they, they, they knew what this was, they knew this would happen. And they told their researchers, the people uh, that are maybe at risk of the shed particles are neonates, the elderly and people with immune compromise. Oh, and pregnant women, I think they put in there. So the, the point is they knew, to protect these people, but they didn't tell doctors. And when we started complaining about it, they didn't come clean and tell us. That's not the act of somebody that cares about your health. That's the act of a psychopathic group that wants to hurt us. I'm sorry, there's no other explanation for this. Now, the other thing they said is, this could be viral particles being shed. It could be uh, activated viral particles from you that could be shed. It could be genetic agents that could be shed. or some kind of weird recombinant mix of all of those and we don't know. So how great is this, that we're using this on the whole world with that kind of knowledge? Unbelievable. Well, then it comes out, I found the other day, now that I know what to look for, I just started researching about these biologic genetic agents, uh, viral-based genetic therapies, shedding research, and if you do that, the first thing I came up with was in 2007, I believe it was, the European Medical Association actually had a big seminar specifically about this, about what to do about genetic agent shedding and the danger to people around them that are unvaccinated. It's, it's just, I mean, I'm just speechless that they they knew all this and didn't tell us. But there, the implications are, I think the, the first thing we have to do, Because that's the second part is what you mentioned in that other article is the Japanese pharmacokinetic study that showed these agents go to the ovaries 65 times more than skeletal muscle. Now, I can't prove that they targeted the ovaries, but I can prove they said they could target organs with this technology. So so it all goes here and they can target organs. Okay, put those two together. To me, oh, and by the way, and they've been talking about uh, population control. What? And... The other thing is they did this in mice. The way they got the mice to be decreased theoretically in Australia was to give them a self-disseminating immunogenic contraceptive that did just what we're seeing here. And it's actually made in exactly the same technology type thing. And by the way, it doesn't seem to shed by air. So when we're talking to people about, you know, the rational, what do we do with this? I wouldn't be afraid to go to the grocery store because it doesn't seem to shed by air. I mean, that's what they they talk about looking at body fluids, you know, feces, urine, blood, or feces, urine, sweat, you know, saliva, that kind of thing. Um, but it's it. I, I can tell you, it transmits by sexual intercourse. We know it transmits by breast milk, um, probably by, and 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 not just and and by enough contact that teachers seem to be shedding on unvaccinated students or whatever, because students that are not vaccinated. I had one report, more than one, from nurse, school nurse that says they're coming in in droves. For, now, the kids get over it real quick, but they come in, like they come back to school, and the teachers after the break got all vaccinated. The students did not all get vaccinated. They came back, and they, got, they were all in the nurse's office feeling really sick, and they'd have to go home for a day or two, and then they'd be back. They'd be fine but we don't know their long-term fertility. This is my point in this whole thing. You know, they could have killed us like this. They could have used something else and just poison the whole world if that's what they wanted to do. But that doesn't seem to be what they want to do. They want to thin the herd. This is like the cattle rancher, okay? There are too many of us, we're jumping over the fences, we're breaking down the fences. Time to dumb them down and get rid of some of them and tag them. Let's get a little ear tag here. Um, and that seems to be what's happening here. So in the process of culling the herd, uh, they're using these kinds of agents. And um, I think our job is to maintain, to save humanity, literally. I mean, this is where we're in an end game for humanity. I think we need to, if I, and this is, I can't advise anybody personally what to do. Uh, I just tell them this is what I would do. If I were pregnant now, and I've got two wonderful boys, and if I were pregnant with either of them years ago and this was happening, I'd stay home. I don't care the financial hardship. I'm not going to be around vaccinated people and lose the child. Secondly, I would not take the vaccine myself. I would never take the vaccine. No matter how good it turns out to be in the future, I don't experiment on my unborn. And um, I I want to breastfeed. I'm not going to do it and vaccinate. One of the, one of the deaths that's really tragic was the person that was vaccinating, got herself the second Pfizer dose. And then the breastfeeding baby died of thrombocytopenia. Very rare had to be related. So and then the other thing is, what do you do about uh, putting your kids in college? They say, oh, well, to go to college, you have to get your vaccine. You know, well, they haven't enforced it in a bunch of colleges yet. But so a lot of kids are going unvaccinated, but they're with people that are vaccinated around. Again, I just wouldn't risk my kids their future and their future grandchildren. I mean, uh, I personally what's wrong with staying home and educating yourself for six months? It's not going to kill you. My my one of my sons took off a year to. Fuel aircraft just to get his head straight and finish his engineering degree, which he he killed after that. So there's nothing wrong with taking off a year from college. And then and and your kids, you know, it's okay to homeschool for a little while. Um, You can do it. It's easy with stuff on the computers these days. Until we know more, I think you should protect your children. Now, the other question is, here's where it comes. And it's a bad thing for family uh, cohesiveness. What happens when grandma comes over because she got the and she got the vaccine? Well, the problem with grandma is she never needed to get the vaccine. She's been the media and everybody. In fact, some of the kids told her you can't see the grandchildren unless you get vaccinated. And I think this is one of the biggest tragedies here. So grandma takes the vaccine and some grandmas are dying because they did it because her kids said they couldn't see the grandchildren if they didn't. So they've sacrificed their life for nothing because they were never going to make those kids sick. And the kids were never going to make grandma sick from the real problem. whatever the problem is, we know that because all the Swedish school children didn't get sick and die being around everybody that was sick. But now she takes the vaccine, she goes over around her grandchildren and she sheds on them and they're sterile for the rest of their lives. How tragic is that? That could be what's happening here. So unfortunately, until we know more, I would not let a recently vaccinated relative around my kids. And that may sound harsh, but that's what I would do if I had kids. And um, I mean, I do have kids and unfortunately, I worry about the one in medicine because he's, he's involved in this. I mean, he's, he's in there. He's in a hospital training, so he can't get out of that. But um, it's, it's a it's a it's a terrible situation. But I'm hoping that now the, here's the other thing I will say from my own experience. And that happened around the time that other people were saying these things. I think if you've you know, if you have vaccine remorse or if you've been shed on, and that's s-h-e-d i know it sounds like i'm saying something else but the whole world's been that other thing but we're just talking about the people getting shed on upon i think that the thing to do is to take the um the the to take ivermectin on a regular basis maybe you know one of the one of the the, the protocols is 0.3 milligrams per kilogram on day 1 and on day 3 and then repeat that every week for now sherry 10 pennies thing in 8 weeks now i don't know you know there's nobody have magic number there but I'm, I'm basically doing that. I've, I, this is my third week or fourth week now. And I'm just taking on, I've been fine. But I, because the other problem is, it may be a prion, this just gets deeper and deeper, it may be a self, re, re, re prions are the worst of the worst problem here, because that could get you in 20 years, that just because they don't want a lot of old people that are useless mouth breathers, as they used to say, um, in Nazi Germany. So, You know, let's give these cattle a disease that they're still functional. They can still do their things to make 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 uh, produce for the rest of us, but they're not going to live so long as to be a burden to the health systems, right? Especially you guys in Canada, but to us, Medicare is kind of the same way. These two are just a bottom line problem when we get older. So I'm concerned about that and that also. But we we found other things that may help the prion. I just read something and now I'm blanking on it. But we we. I think we're going to get that. So I think there's a way out of this problem, the shedding problem. And I think there's maybe a way out of the vaccine, but we don't know yet.
3: Well, I feel like I'm living in the twilight zone. If there was a supplement or one drug that caused harm, it would be pulled from the shelves so fast. And yet this is still happening. And I just frankly can't believe it.
1: Well, we can't either. And what your point is, a very good one, you know, we pulled off the H1N1 vaccine after 53 deaths. Okay, just in America, we're over 6,000, and a whistleblower said they're hiding another 50,000. A CDC whistleblower. So I believe that. I mean, you know, and, and they say that the virus is only one to ten percent of what's out there. So at the minimum, 6,000 means 60,000. You know how? And these are children. We're losing a lot of children we're losing young, and by children, I really say young people, people under the age of 40 that should not die of COVID, that weren't dying of COVID, are dying of the vaccine. And the other thing is a real national security issue, which I've been screaming about, that we're vaccinating all of our military. I was shocked to find this out. But the the Preventive Medicine Department of the Army apparently is all in for this. And the uh, the Navy, I've heard 79% of the Navy. I'm not sure of that number, but I've heard rumors that it's up. It's over 50% of the Navy's been vaccinated. Are you kidding me? And you know, we used to, we used to treat, I mean, they're, they're still up until now pilots were really screened because they're in a single set seat combat jet that could be nuclear armed. You don't want somebody up there having a stroke, right? These are the healthiest of the healthy and Nobody, they, only 20 people in our entire United States military died last year of COVID. That's all services put together. And yet they're vaccinating everybody? Is nobody aware? This could be a bioweapon. And I think it absolutely is a bioweapon. And so do many other people. But even if they're not convinced it's a bioweapon, why aren't they being cautious? Because they could afford to be cautious. They can't afford to be wrong. I, I, I'm just, I'm beside myself. And And here's the creepiest thing about that. A friend of mine. Well, and I've heard now it's official that there's a there's a due date that we have to get everybody vaccinated by. But initially, I think it was in July, like July 12th or something. The Army wanted everybody vaccinated by a date, and and I can't and I don't remember about the Navy, but the, I haven't heard about Air Force or Marine Corps. I don't think they have it. But they some of the sort the big cer the big two there big two services there um had a due date and I'm thinking and and I was asked by somebody why would they have a due date? Are they deploying? I said not that I know of. Why would you have a due date? And I woke up in the middle of the night thinking it sounds like a logistics timetable and it doesn't sound like ours if we're not going anywhere. So maybe we're on somebody else's logistics timetable and our invasion has been scheduled, you know, and that's not a small point. And I think somebody needs to address this in the military. And I, I actually uh, had the opportunity to con converse with a very couple, very senior uh, military guys. And one of them said, I said that, I said, has our entire general staff been captured? And he said, I think so you know, former three-star, so.
3: It goes deep. Thank you, Dr. Merritt. I'm gonna pass you to Carl.
4: Hello, doctor. Nice to have you here. Um, geez, um, where does one start? Um, you mentioned invasion. Um, oh. And that's, you know, in, invading the military. Um, and I was also thinking things like cockroach and ant poison. Uh, it brings it back, you know, you, the cockroach or the insect eats it, brings it back to the nest and affects everybody else. <clears throat> in, back in January yeah. 2020, I, um, <clears throat> I was interested in the Starlink satellites that were being put up for the 5G. And uh, I happened to find a moment where there was a clear sky here in Ireland and the lighting was just right, And I could see the speed of satellites going across the sky, trails of them. And uh, it was exactly six o'clock, and I said I called up a few friends and I told them, and and I said jokingly, "That's the aliens taking up their offensive position." Now, <laughs> now I'm not think, joking as much. Now I don't think I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> you know, it's 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 bizarre, and and when you, and then in, in line with this idea of of getting the whole military vaccinated with something that hasn't been proven yet, um when president trump uh, was given uh what is it remdesivir and the other um experimental drug yeah you you're, you're, you're giving had the, the leaders, artificial
1: antibodies i guess
4: yeah regeneron i think it was um and i was saying but that's that's the leader of the free world that's and you're giving him an experimental untried drug uh <laughs> And while he was right on cue yeah. with the hydrochloroquine. Um, and so right then, I, it, 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 the whole thing didn't add up. So I, I'm trying to, there's so many different areas to go into, but I'm sort of, you know, I'm on the idea that it's an invasion, uh, that it's a culling. But I also think uh, the way the game is played is that every time we think we have sort of figured something out, they've thought one step ahead. Um, so, in England, I heard uh, in the UK uh, they put out a tender for uh, temporary large morgues, uh, mortuaries, excuse me, uh, in, in yeah. coming up in the fall, and 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 then Hartman has reported um, that in some companies they're finding out who's been who's been vaccinated, so they can replace those people in a few years. But I sort of think that. This thing is a whole experiment, and just holding that thought, it's, you and it was was great to hear this idea that, not idea, but the fact that the vaccines, when they, um, the nurses, you know, get a batch, and there are different sorts within that, different colors, different viscosities, and I'm sort of thinking, because they're tracking all this, if you're a scientist, you want to get as much data as you possibly can. So you're not going to just put out the one type of vaccine, like the one va- Pfizer, it's exactly the same all across the world. They're going to put variations. They're going to put different different things in it. Some people will get magnetized. Some people won't. It's all the mind game, the psych war. So it's, I said, oh, no, that doesn't work on me. I had that vaccine. Oh no, no, it does. All these other people did. And then you get the conflict. It's this continually divide and conquer. Uh, you have the masks on, masks off. Um, lockdown, let you out, lockdown, this is all, this is all, uh, uh, this is how you torture people, this is how you break them down, just just like you said. Um, so I'm wondering if they're trying to create a number of different sorts of people, the people who take the vaccine, some of which will not survive immediately, some of which will not survive in the long term, some of which will take the vaccine, to, you know, assimilate it and start to change and start to become this new hybrid sort of person, the new evolved uh, uh, transhumanist. And then there'd be those who were out in the outbacks, uh, those with the, uh, as you term, the golden DNA. Mm -hmm. So, uh, can you, can you comment on perhaps the selection of different sorts of people? Will there be a subdivision, a caste system? that Right. Following?
1: So I hadn't really thought this one out as far as you just went, but I think you've made a very good point that it, and I mean, I did think it looked like an experiment. So now what are they experimenting on? Well, you know, the first thing that they do, stage one in any FDA study is to first figure out the dose response curve. So this looks like a dose response curve, basically what you're saying. So, in other words, the first thing you want to know, if I'm going to have a new blood pressure pill, I trial it on maybe 20 people. And then I see how much of the dose I have to do to bring their blood pressure down to a normal range, but not go too low or, you know. And, and so they've already kind of got worked out what they want to do, kind of. But maybe they want to see, like you said, we're going to get rid. of First of all, the people that are dying of the vaccine they they're having um, inflammatory issues primarily, but there are other things possibly. But the, but it's the same people that died of COVID, which I think it's the same thing. I think it's the, the vaccine was just a different formulation of what they put out to give us COVID. But the, it's an inflammatory thing. Now, if you want to think about it, like you said, they're thinking thirty years down the road. If I want to pick out, if I want to pick out the the forty year olds, that they're pretty close to the end of their time of their working life but we'll, we'll get a few more years out of them. But those are the ones that I don't want to have to support when they're 65 and get diabetes and, and blah, 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 blah. You, you know, you could pick those out because it, it attacks things that cause, people that have a baseline increased inflammation potential are the ones going down, you know, as part of the reason obese people go down and that other things, they have more, if you, you know, you have more inflammation, you're more unhealthy. So that might be that group. And then the other group, like you said, is I have heard other people say in the military, I've heard them say, because I keep asking people in the military, but, but aren't your doctors paying attention that there were 200 uh, Chinese people, Chinese uh, vaccine researchers in Pfizer and Moderna helping to produce these things? Doesn't that make you at all skeptical? And they said, you know, after these guys took the vaccine, they're different. They're just not, they've kind of just become and, you know, I've had people say that, that so-and-so took the vaccine, his personality changed. So you're right. There might be a group that are easily controlled or that were given something different than the others. You know, and maybe the general staff of the Army got the control vaccines and the little people got something else. You know, I was, I was really hoping that the, the military vaccines were not going to be damaging, that they were just doing a, a false thing to say they did it, but they were, they were doing a an end run around the bad guys by just pretending to vaccinate the army. But you know what? I, I've already seen, you know, I, it's already been killing guys and creating ca- brain cancers, myocarditis, the the article that just came out in JAMA said 22 with myocarditis is actually over 80 now just in the army. So I don't know, or you know, maybe that's all services.
4: So, so, so that, I am also sort of think about like, like animals, um, you know, you're saying that uh, when they, these military personnel got vaccinated, they somehow changed. I've heard that animals are reacting differently. Pets are acting differently to their masters or their owners, should I say? I
1: have heard that. And then yeah. they had a lion jump over and kill a zookeeper and they've had a bunch of different things. Uh, maybe a similar thing is in, in the social media in Israel, when they first pushed out that Pfizer on everybody, that women that were breastfeeding after they got the vaccine, and apparently the babies no longer breastfeed them. I mean, my first question on that when I was talking to somebody was, do they see them as human anymore? You know, we've, we're putting synthetic DNA and synthetic RNA into our systems. Don't let them kid you, it can get into your genome, the DNA can for sure. Now the Pfizer might not intercalate into your g- genome, but it's inside you doing its thing. So it is, it is part of your genetic machinery, May not be intercalated into the DNA, you know, stuck in there as a part, like viruses can do, but it can. It's an epigenetic controller of DNA, so it is affecting your DNA appearance. You know, for the 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 it's you know, the uh, what I want to say, the expression of your DNA. It's it how and how it's what you look like, what you smell like, what you are is an expression of your DNA. So. Maybe, yeah. and that's they don't see them as the dogs suddenly don't see you as a, as your as their master because they've
4: changed. They're also I hear they're training sniffer dogs for COVID. So yeah. I mean, it's you're talking about the people changing. It may the the animal isn't smelling COVID per se, but perhaps a metabolic change within the body or uh, something like that. But the question, um, how much? And I suppose this is something that's part of the experiment. How much of a vaccine? or this bioweapon does one have to receive before, uh, let's say they're changed? I mean, is it an on-off thing or is it a gradual thing? Uh, And that's probably something they're experimenting with.
1: Right, I mean, I think they're working that out, but now there's there's a couple of points there. So I don't hear that from people that have had the shedding problem, you know? I'm not saying I felt well, but I, but my own experiences, I don't think I've my, I'm still, I'm still a rebel. I don't think I've changed and gone to the dark side with that. But I think that's a dose related thing when you're getting the shed and you're not getting the same amount. And that's why in the animal studies that they've done, they passed that down twice, two or three passes at the most. And then it was gone because it it attenuates. Apparently the, the vaccine who knows, but, um, You know, there's a doctor and I think it's Huff, is it? Maybe, maybe Jane knows the doctor Huff up in, uh, I want to say British Columbia or Alberta or someplace. And he's, he was on the internet and he's been sanctioned or they tried to sanction him by the, uh, the, the, the medical powers that be because he, he's on a, he's on a very, he's a family doc. He's been there for decades. He knows the people in his town. It's a small town. Once the vaccine started to be given, a lot of First Nation people, and he says they targeted the First Nation people specifically, and he said when they started giving the vaccines, these people started going down. He had, you know, and he goes through the what happened and what he saw. But one of the comments that stuck in my head after I heard him talk was that he said that the, the side effects changed over time in one person. In other words, so what you're speaking to, that the side effects changed over time, And uh, so, yeah, it might. And that also goes, you know, think about um, when you think about Charles Lieber's research, that's the point is that you can inject this stuff, but it has to self-organize. And it can be controlled from frequencies and heating and things like that. Like in the animal studies, they show just differential heating through frequency modulation of the iron particles caused the animal to be able to be controlled in his behavior to go to one area or another area. Because by heating the particles, they went to specific areas. I don't remember all the details or how they did it, but that's, they know they can control it from without.
4: So. Yeah, that, yeah, that's um, this sort of a self-assembly thing. I know, you know, as a scientist, yeah. uh, there was people working on projects for, you know, if you want to go to Mars, uh, you don't send the man up to Mars first. You send um, a space rocket with machinery up there that knows how to use the ore, the resources on the planet. To build the structures, you don't you don't bring up buildings, you don't bring bricks and cement or, or whatever you do is you 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 bring it uh, you bring the machinery, the technology, the, the knowledge first, and then yeah. it self assembles, and then the people come. And that's colonization of space. But what's going on now? It's a colonization and 100, 150 years ago, prior to all that, it was a colonization of continents, uh, getting rid of the indigenous people. Now it's a colonization of the inner body and, and getting rid of the indigenous, our God given uh, the way it was made, the way we we're meant to operate. So it's another level of colonization. It's the same old thing being repeated. Um, they're colonizing
1: you- our mind. You know, that's the, the, mind. the mind is the big target here, I think, even though they're yeah. going after other things. But it's um, they they. Yeah, that's that's where you're right. It is a colonization. And so we have to somehow and that's why 5G is such an important thing. I'm thinking of all this. I mean, you don't need 5G to be on your smartphone or your or your computer sure. Internet. We're doing fine without 5G.
4: Yeah, but we won't see, notice a yeah.
1: difference. But it's going to be for AI to connect us, and and people don't realize. Everybody's heard of the Internet of Things, but most people have not heard of IOB. But it's out there. You can read about it. it's the Internet of Bodies, and that's the idea is you're going to connect, and that means they had to get into our mind.
4: Yeah, and that goes into EMFs. You know, it just um, if somebody has allergies or an illness, and they're in a, and they're living in a certain frequency, electromagnetic frequency. Um, and then they don't have the allergy seasons gone. And then that frequency is then uh, they're in that environment to that frequency. They develop those allergies because everything is electromagnetic at, at the basis of everything. You, well, could, you could say that. So Yeah.
1: And, and you know, people that think that that's all craziness. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. This is what I tell them. I said, look, there are two things. First of all, we can build bone by putting a frequency on your fracture. Okay. And that doesn't work because suddenly the frequency makes bone directly. It works because the frequency interacts with your DNA, which is an antenna that picks up that frequency and we figured out which frequency it is and we put that frequency on and then we have it. It's a, it's a certain type of pulse wave. It's a certain modulation. And then we put that on and then it signals your RNA to make the the precursors to make bone. Now, if we can do that, why don't, why can we pick another frequency and modulate your mind now? And the second point about that is why did the Rockefeller Foundation change the tuning frequency of all the world's music in the early part of the 20th century? Why did they care? Because they knew they knew about this. I mean this is long this is this is where I think this is really at the heart of the whole thing. It's going to turn out to be it's all about frequency because they can inject us with a bunch of stuff. But we can control, you know, they've taken away from us all the tools we should have had in our armamentarium. To fight back because it has to do with frequency, I
4: think. Yeah, and and just just one last point. We we talk about uh, DNA and and these these as particles, but they're so small. Um, you're you sort of bordering on um, uh, quantum physics, where you have to take into account the wave effects. So you're back to this energy thing, and that's not really talked about because most people they're like. Who study the body? They're biologists, virologists. They think in terms of particles and protein strings, but they're at the size where they can also be. Uh, uh, what is it? Through quantum entang- entanglements, um, um, you can get clusters of atoms that can reappear, and so this might be a way of using the EMFs or the 5G to propagate this insidious COVID, whatever it is. No, oh, yeah. So, um, or to make us
1: sick in a lot of ways, you know, here's the thing. Why, do, one of the questions I've been asking this whole thing is why do they hate hydroxychloroquine so badly? I mean, even more than ivermectin, even though ivermectin's being used a lot now, it, there's something magic about hydroxychloroquine they really don't want us to know about. It. And, and it, it, you know, they burned down, you know, three factories and terrorized the couple that was producing it in Canada out of business. I think and it's just been, it's out of proportion. They lied. They made up. You know, Surgisphere is just a hoot, the whole lie they did there with with a with a porn star and, and a science fiction writer claiming to have the database of the world on hydroxychloroquine why it didn't work. Well, that tells you you're over a target. And what is the target? It has to do, and this is where I, I learned something from Tom, Dr. Cowan, uh, who's a you know physician that has been working in this alternative medicine area for a long time. But he has a really good book about cancer and the new biology of water. I think so. So it has to do with the angle. You mentioned quantum that made me think of it, but water is, is a quantum liquid in certain weird ways. And they've shown this about, you can, you know, put plates together very, very narrowly in a way. And it shows how the, the hydrogen atom kind of pops in and out and the electrons pop in and out of existence in this plane. It's, a, it's, it's beyond my level of quantum physics, but they, but they say it's different than other substances. And that And what his point is, is that when you look at the research, it has to do with that angle of the hydrogen bonds to the oxygen is the, is special. And I think why does hydroxychloroquine benefit so many diseases not related to each other from malaria to rheumatoid arthritis, right? Because it, because ultimately our health has to do something with this magic fact that we are 90% water and it's not water. That's just free. It's water in a, in a gel. And so we have this whole branch of, I think, I, when we win, I think that medicine is suddenly going to become wonderful because we're going to understand this now. It's been hidden from us, but that's at the heart of this. And that's also how we get out of it, maybe. Yeah.
4: Uh, absolutely. Water water's, uh, is where it at. And they've only sort of recently discovered that it forms different configurations, right. depending Memory. on the environment, uh, easy water in the body and, and homeopathy. There might be an explanation using quantum domains. Luke Montagnier's work. Um that's that could be another podcast and for the sake of time (laughs) that's a deep deep oh thank you very much thank you i'm gonna gonna pass you on to hartman here
5: thank you dr lee Merritt it's a real pleasure to to have you here and for me it's a really fascinating um conversation what we have here um oh thank uh, you yeah it's uh it's really amazing and um because i'm also work uh, with water i want to work Psychologically, uh, I'm dealing with these kind of things, and um, I want to see it more from the global aspect. Uh, you, you mentioned uh, the uh, you mentioned that it is already a kind of torture, and uh, I think you, re, you you rely on the J- John Biderman report from, which was from 1954 or 1952, who have who has examined, or who examined the. Um, the structure of China and North Korea in order to change a society, a communist system. And this was done by non-touching torture. And um, and this is also, everything is mentioned in the Amnesty International Report from 1974 1974, uh, concerning torture. And um, the the interesting thing is that non-touching torture has only the, the target to break the will of people yeah and if you want to vaccinate 7 billion people you have to break their will yeah and yep. and what the most people don't understand, what are not aware of is that this is a, a psychological warfare which has begun in the 1960s already um, by the soviet union propaganda oh yeah uh, by yuri Betsmenov, um, demoralization destabilization mm-hmm. crisis normalization and the interesting thing is that the most people who are demoralized and this uh, these are the most people who went through the system means school university job etc these people have not the possibility to to see the truth although it is in front of them in facts they cannot see it Right. And I had a very interesting conversation a couple of days ago uh, with a brilliant ma- with a brilliant mind, and he said something very interesting. He said a, a healthy society based on three GLX: economics, politics, and ideology. And the interesting thing is, and when the m- many people are demoralized. Uh, and they cannot see the truth, and uh, cannot make a discernment between truth and lie. There is no ideology. There is no real ideology. And um, we, we, and the problem is, I, I try to think: Why do they all these things? Why do they vaccination? Why do they so, so complicate? And this is, it's a selection because I thought: Why do they? Why do they want to kill or in question mark kill or? want to vaccine all the people, the most people who take the vaccination are the good people, the good workers, the good engineers, the good doctors, people yeah. who are, uh, um, let's say, who are uh, stable in the society and who work very well. And the rebels don't take it. And yeah. so at the end, yeah. the rebel <laughs> That is a good guide. question. The rebels will survive, but all the other people will go. But when the rebels survive, maybe let's say 500 million like the Guidestone, then you have people who have, let's say, who can work in economics, who can do politics, and who have their own ideology because they have their own feeling for truth and lie. And all the other people, they are gone and i think this could be uh this could be uh, a psychological yeah it's a psychological warfare which is according to luc montagnier with a deadly end for the for many people yeah but at the end only the people will survive yeah. who have the strong will not to take the vaccination do you have any comment on that
1: yeah that that is that is an odd. I wouldn't now, because I, 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 you wouldn't think that they'd want us. Um, no. You know, I have a hard. I have an easier time understanding the psychology, and I'm. You know, the joke in orthopedics is we're about the farthest from psychiatry that that kind of thing as you can get. But but I'll give it my best shot. Is that I have an easier time understanding the the, the overlords because four to ten percent of us are psychopaths. And they just are different than us and they don't care. And they have no empathy and they recognize each other. They can coordinate their activities and they could be doing this very, without even batting an eyelash. I have no problem understanding that I had a harder problem understanding how good people that I thought were smart were running out and getting this damn vaccine that I had a hard time. And I asked my friend and and, uh, there were other things I got into this because I asked my friend who's a pediatric psychiatrist in LA. And I said, please tell me, for the love of God, who are these people driving around alone in their car with a mask on? You know, in any world, that doesn't make sense. I don't care. It just doesn't make sense. Tell me who these are. And he said, they're Stockholm Syndrome people. You know, they are people that have been so terrorized that, you know, and I think this is Dr. Fauci. His first job was the bag man. He was the guy that passed the money around and got all the hospitals in America beholding to him so that they, he could then say, if you don't follow CDC guidelines and my recommendations, I'm going to withdraw that money and now you collapse. And so, so that was, he, he was a power centralizer guy. But his second job was the doctor of confusion because uh, I'm, I'm told by my friend that when you take somebody that's afraid now after the lockdowns and the pro- propaganda about all the fear mongering, and then you add confusion, you get anxiety that people will do anything to get out of an anxiety zone, including run out and take this stupid vaccine. And that's, the uh, you know, that's my only way of understanding this, because like I say, I have and, and, I'm, and I hate to think about losing these friends. We have very good friends. They're whole they, they vaccinated their whole family to go on vacation somewhere. And I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, how is this going to this is going to be horrible to see this. I don't know if you saw there's a monk or a friar. He's I think he's a Dominican uh, monk, maybe. And he's in a long robe generally. and He walks around and he does these podcasts. But his last one was how we as the unvaccinated are going to have to. Um, essentially, man up and figure out how how we t- take care of all the dying, because there won't be enough people to haul away the bodies in many places. And that he's, you know, here's a, here's a, here's a Catholic monk, I think, telling people to buy a hazmat suit to have it handy. You know, I mean, it that could come to be, and that's a uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but that, that you know, it's just a it's it's an incredible idea, this whole idea that it's all planned. But I do think, and I don't think it started in the 60s. I will say that. And you were mentioning how this goes back to the psychologic priming of our students and, you know, Yezmenia, uh, or Yuri Yusmanov saying, you know, they're taking over the schools, the bank and all that stuff. Well, if you go back even farther to the Tavistock Institute, you know, in the 1920s, I mean, after World War I, they, they were looking at shell shock. And that was the idea of understanding the, the, the people coming back from war. But then it morphed into something else and that was how you could weaponize psychological not just control of the, the war fighters but how would we change public perception and it started in world war ii when they the bombing campaign they tried to figure out how how that would be received if we started bombing all these civilian targets by the british people and that was how it started and then pretty soon now we have a militarized a military term of perception management which maybe you can speak to more than i can but it's perception management and what we thought of these companies that were just oh they we knew that we were being manipulated to buy things but we didn't know that we were being manipulated about our whole world i mean this was this is a bigger deal than we ever anticipated and i think that's where we this goes way back to you know and and I saw somebody had a video out and and this was his point. He said the whole thing that's been going on is that there's a small cadre of people in the world who have been trained their whole lives how to control the rest of us, you know, and it shows the usual suspects, the Bushes and Kissingers and all these people, you know, but it's, it's multinational. It's not just Americans, but it's a small group. And, and I go back to, you know, the, the, I think it was Gladfelter study in Switzerland in 2011 where They took all the corporations of any size in the world and they plugged them into a supercomputer and they found out 147 companies owned those. The 37 million companies on the planet were owned by 147 companies and those were controlled. Then Forbes looked at this and said, well, they're controlled by 10 banks. And then somebody on Wall Street said, well, actually, if you know how funds work, those 10 banks are actually controlled by four big funds. And those are run by basically 150 men. And I'll bet you we don't know their names, most of them. You know, we all know, and that's that's that we're still in the psyop. Part of the psyop is now Fauci. Have you noticed how now they're throwing Fauci under the bus? And people say, Well, it's good that we finally got the Fauci. I said, Well, don't be so quick about this. What they're doing is they're throwing Fauci under the bus as a psyop to get you not to look elsewhere. He's just the bag man, guys, you know. And so, if you what are they saying to us? Fauci bad. Oh, terrible guy. What a horrible guy to have done this. And it allowed the stuff to leak out of Wuhan because they weren't very competent. Fauci, bad lab leak. Fauci, bad lab leak. Over and over. So they're con- trying to convince you, this psychic programming here is, don't look any higher. We've got the bad guy. Case is closed. Move on. And the second part is, nobody purposely spread a bioweapon. This is just a lab leak because those guys, they couldn't keep sterility in their little hoo-ha, Wuhan lab. And because Fauci funded it, the whole thing went way. That is the psy-op now.
5: It's it's very interesting uh, what you also mentioned concerning the Dominican uh, monk. Uh, how we shall um, how we shall deal with the uh, with all the corpse, which is um, and this is from my from my perspective also the reason why the police, the military, the nurses, the doctors, get these are the first one who get the vaccination. Yeah. So that the chaos, th- this increased the chaos because this is law and order. Everything was law. Everything what is law and order, or can uh, can rescue people by structure, is vaccinated.
1: Except for two big groups, two big groups, the Chinese and the Russian armies, they're not being vaccinated with mRNA and DNA technology. That should comfort um, you, make you sleep better at night. I don't know about german I, I don't really know much in fact i'd love to know a little bit what's going on in germany i mean is the german army being all vaccinated and are they doing these 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 dna rna technologies
5: not it's not as far as i know they are not vaccinated uh, at the moment in germany it's free if you get a vaccination but the problem is the um let's say it this way if you if you're not vaccinated the the force from outside gets so tough on you. For example, if you're a doctor, right, and, right. Um, then you have to then you have to write down then you have to sign a contract that you pay twenty five thousand euros. In that case, someone gets covered because of you. Yeah, it's uh, and uh, and I know also someone who a doctor who was not who wasn't who wouldn't have been allowed to work if he wouldn't get vaccinated or if he would if he couldn't show that he uh, got the COVID uh, six months ago.
1: And you know, uh, I, I, how can we, you know, it's, it's in my country. We always talk about the Nuremberg principles and you are violating them. You know, in Germany, the same issue. We had the Nuremberg principles and why did they hang the seven doctors after World War II? They hung them, not because they killed anybody. I mean, personally, Carl Brandt was actually a pretty good guy. I mean, he was a really good guy. He was a good surgeon. He saved people on the front lines. He didn't kill anybody personally, but it was a conspiracy to commit mass murder, conspiracy to commit murder against humanity. And the cons- what was their conspiracy? Well, for Carl Brandt, his o- the reason he hung, he conspired to allow people to be experimented on without their consent, you know, under coercion and without informed consent. And what are we doing right now in America? We are coercing people to get the vaccine, just like you said, our brightest are our best, our doctors and our military guys and our, you know, our young people. They're being coerced to take this vaccine. They're being um, not and they're being there. It's not informed consent to just say, roll up your sleeve. And that's about what they get. Nobody's getting real informed consent. So we're exactly doing what we hung those guys for. I don't see the difference. It's horrible. Um-
5: Yes, and uh, uh, we have here in Germany, or there is a very interesting website, which uh, which is called Profitoverlife.org, which is uh, made by the survivors of the concentration camp of, Aus- of Auschwitz. And they found out that we have 13 Nuremberg trials. And in one trial, this was the executive board of IG Farben. Oh, yeah. And all the people of the IG Farben, they only went to jail for seven years or eight years. And after that, they became the, the captains of the companies again.
1: Right. And Otto Ambrose, who was one of the guys that got eight years, who had been working in Auschwitz doing the Buna plant measurement, but claimed he didn't know that anybody was dying there. he When he got out, he took his little project with him to Britain to be a consultant for the British pharmaceutical industries, and it was thalidomide. If you remember the thalidomide disaster, that was the drug that gave the kids the, the flipper arms and yes, all these horrible. Uh, yeah, Contagum. that was from Contagum, Otto yes. Yeah, Ig yes. Farben, and they yes. came over here. I mean, our our big pharma is the descendant of Ig Farben. I'm working on an article right now about
5: that. And uh, Fritz Taube, who became a chairman of um, uh, of the, uh, who became a council of, uh, I think Bayer, after the World War he was the one who was uh, um, responsible for the Codex Alimentarius Commission, which negotiated in 1969 already the, let's say, um, this was the basic for genetic modified organs in 1969, which wow. came became active in 2009. Yeah. Wow. And uh, this is... Uh, and, and the problem, what we see also concerning our society, is um, that in the report of nineteen seventy-four, it is mentioned that if if someone is tortured and the will is broken, the tortured person start to torture other peoples, in and to and start to defend the torturer. And this yeah. is also a situation. What is in our society at the moment, uh, that the people who get the vaccination, or people who, let's say, where the will is broken, force other people to get, to get the get vaccination. The yeah. yeah, and this is, and for this, per, from this kind of perspective, uh, it may, it's, uh, it's horrible to see, but um, it is, it is a selection of people. They want to because if they would if they would take a bomb and everyone is killed, they couldn't select anyone.
4: Right.
1: This is this is selecting for the capos they want. Yeah. They, you
5: know the the whole I got
1: uh, the other thing that clued me on to the big big point here is the mask issue. The I the reason I'm even here. I mean I'm a spine surgeon. What do I hear you know in a war about viruses and whether viruses exist and all this high high tech stuff? Well, I went down to my city to protest the mask mandate, Omaha, Nebraska. A million people. I was the only medical doctor. My friend, who's a very competent guy, is a chiropractor. But I was the only, you know, medical certified doctor at the meeting protesting the mask mandate. The entire University of Nebraska guys were all there to tell us they were all in. And they had all these bogus, in my opinion, arguments about why we should all be masked down. Now we know, because things are coming out, those emails, leaked emails about Fauci and everything, that they knew it was a lie. But they they were all in for it. Well, so you know, I had my little three minutes of fame where I had three minutes to give my spiel and it kind of went around got a little viral. And then I, because of that, I became one of the American frontline doctors and and Simone Gold called me. Well, from that, I gave a talk on masks. Now masks, you know, you wouldn't think this is a big deal, right? But what happens as soon as I give a talk and this talk goes out, I get, there's a letter written by the, uh, or an article written by the, the uh, was it McGill, Big McGill University. Okay. Big McGill University has these six PhDs in the Office of Science and Nonsense, which you got to love that. And they wrote this letter saying, oh, you know, walk away from America's frontline doctors. And then, but the subtitle is what I got, I got amused by. It says, Lee Merritt might be a good orthopedic surgeon, but doesn't know about the science of masks. And I thought to myself, well, okay, I might argue that point. But the real question is, why does big McGill University waste its time coming after small town doctor, you know, small practice? I mean, I see one patient at a time in my office. Well, what's the deal here? Well, the answer is because it's key to the war effort. OK, when you're over, like the pilots say, when you are catching flak, you're over the target. And, and I've modified that when you're catching a lot of flack, you're over a huge target. They don't want you to take down. And it's the key to the PSYOP. There's certain things here that are key to the psychological operation, and the masks were key. They were so hateful to people, but they, you know, and they they were a symbol of of obedience. You know, they're not about fighting a virus. They're they're you learn to become obedient with that mask, and it it, it's a it's a sign that you can virtue signal all day long with a mask. Look at me, I care about other people, and you don't because you're not wearing a mask. It's just it divided us into people, and it was. But you know what people. And so when people would say to me, you know, well, I don't really believe in the mask. I just I just wear it for the comfort of others because I don't want to be confrontational. For a while, I just walked away and said, okay. but but now what I say to them, listen, this is a war and they're coming after your children. And when you realize that this is an act that those masks are a an armament of that war and it's a very important part of that war, you won't wear it anymore because they're coming after your children and and I remember the the, the german psychologist in that um, what is it it's it's I can't remember the website now but it's the it's the group of doctors that have been organized it's something yes 2020 something 2020.org Uh, I can't remember the first letters, but anyway, there are a group of doctors and there's a a great, I've got it on my website somewhere. They've got a great video by this psychologist. And this just summarizes to me that what we're doing to the next generation. And we have got to win now because we cannot let this go on. They, 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 they showed a little like three-year-old and he's got toys. And it's one of those observation rooms where he doesn't know he's being observed, but they can take videos of him from outside. And the psychologist is filming this. And here's a little three-year-old that is spontaneously social distancing from his toys. That is the pathetic world that we've brought to our children. And I asked my, my psychiatrist friend, I said, if we stop masks now and we stop all this social distancing will our children be okay. And he said, no, we have damaged a whole generation of, of, of kids. Now, not all of them are damaged equally, the, 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 the kids are older that have, you know, they've formed their egos. They kind of know who they are. They come from a great family. They've got everything in place. They're in the minority, but they'll probably be okay. But when we're talking about younger children that can't understand what's going on and that have learned this role, it's not—it's horrible. And and just as a sidelight, completely, uh, this whole thing about masking. The other thing I learned because I was—I reviewed a book about the religious aspects of why Christians shouldn't wear a mask. Some gal from New York wrote a great, great book. And but I learned also in the process of reading. She got me interested. I started reading about this that what do they do in uh, initiation rituals and in the, what they don't call themselves Satanists, but the, the Luciferian Satanist kind of r- rituals. They, they wear a mask as a sign of obedience that says, I will shut up. I will obey. And I will transform myself. I'll they stand six feet apart in a circle and they wash their hands. It kind of sounds a lot familiar. Like not only are we being psychologically manipulated, we're the bar- part of the death cult's big, <laughs> you know,
5: Ritual. normally uh, normally it's um also from the psychological psychological aspect if if the mind knows that it is not common sense but i do it in order to survive in question mark in that moment if i if if this condition is hold for a couple of for for a specific period of time Finished. the broke the will is completely broken and this is this is the complete sense of all the measurements because they make no sense the common right. sense in our in us knows this but many people sometimes myself also i do it and in that moment i gave up my free will
1: yeah and how and long does it take to set in to be permanent is there a number no, no, we don't know. So it's different for different people, probably. Uh,
5: yeah, but I think if if you have one year, let's see, let's say it this way: there's, we have now one year more than one one and a half year of COVID, and well, um, and the other question is:
1: out. see, I don't. Most of America has opened up. We're not like some places, but my question is: can, you know. Can Canada take if, if, if the if just if Trudeau's government wants to keep you in lockdown, could the people take it back? Do you think? I mean, I I was on. I a reason I asked that, and this is where it gets to the end game partially too. I mean, you know, everybody likes to poke fun at Americans and oh you you know you you uh, right wing, Bible toting, gun toting people. You know, well I was on a Canadian, uh, not a Canadian. It was a COVID net. COVID network in Australia It was COVID medical network. And I was talking to them because, and these are, these are really smart, you know, all doctors talking about COVID. And so they have guests on, and this guy was an anesthesiologist, very elegant guy who was interviewing me. And, and, you know, and he, but it turned out, I, so he asked how I got into this. I mentioned a little about hydroxychloroquine, and, you know, and he was kind of startled and had to kind of at the break tell me, oh, we can't use that word or we might lose our licenses. So they can't even say hydroxychloroquine because that suggests they're advertising something the government doesn't believe. And I was kind of a little surprised by that. And it got to be silly because it was kind of like uh, Harry Potter where Voldemort, the man who should, that, who, he, who should not be named. When I was trying to explain how we could have saved most of the people in America, or 40% anyway, if we just prophylax the guys in the, in the nursing homes using hydroxychloroquine, I had to say using that drug that should not be named anyway. But at the end of the time, he asked me, he said, well, what are you Americans going to do if they're going to, you know, if they're going to um, force, if they're going to mandate vaccines? And I said to him. Well, ultimately, I mean, they they can try. They can mandate it. Some people will go along with it. Some shopkeepers will try and do it. But ultimately, you know, I live where the the state north of me, if you just took all the hunters in that state and you put them together, they constitute the fifth largest standing army in the world. And I don't think you're going to drag those boys out and forcibly vaccinate them. And I thought the guy was going to have apoplexy. He was kind of like, oh, we can't talk about that. But that is a point, you know. I One of the reasons I think we're not going to go down is because that's we're not giving up our land. We're not going to go in. We're not going to get locked down again, I think, at least in the Midwest. Now, we can't save California, New Jersey. I can't save them. But I think the pioneer spirit's still alive and well in the Midwest and we're not going to back down again because. And I don't know if you heard it, but that's the next point is they're going to try and starve us, is that the lockdown is going to lead. The next point is food wars. And um, we're already hearing. I have a a friend who is she does international shipping and she works in rare earth metals and stuff. And she said a shipping container that used to cost for her her shipping charge to get one of those big containers cost used for years has run between twenty three hundred and three thousand dollars. Now it is twenty thousand dollars. That's happened overnight, she says, and we can't get things moving. So it's going to. So that's the next step. And we're hearing it here. We have this new plant that just stood up for artificial beef. Are you kidding me? Artificial meat. So we're going to grow our own meat
5: just like. Yeah. Also, the, the package is for, in order to, to create box. Yeah. Um, this is also, um, yeah, as you said, there is a war concerning food. Will will be the next. That's right. Yeah. But um, thank you so much for. Well, thank wonderful you. And I will pass to Grace. Thank you.
0: Thank you everyone. And this one is for you from the audience, Dr. Merritt. And then she, he added this.
1: Yeah, I can believe those numbers. Um, no, I don't know. Now, see, I can tell you in my county, it's a 36% vaccination rate. Um, many of those may be elderly though. I don't know. So, I, I'm a little dubious, dubious about them telling us the truth about any anything that's in organized medicine. Now, the Mayo Clinic may not be... The one thing about the Mayo Clinic, I will say, is at a, at a time when all the other hospitals are taking big money from the NIH, I don't know about the Mayo Clinic. And, you know, even the Mayo Clinic in Phoenix, Arizona, or Scottsdale, quit taking government Medicare and Medicaid. I mean, they never took Medicaid, but they taking Medicare. So they're pretty independent financially, so they may not lie like the other people that are bought. I don't know, but that's all. I, I don't. I haven't specifically followed the Mayo Clinic in this.
0: Oh, thank you. And how about this one? Have you heard anything about UN troops on the borders of Mexico and Canada?
1: Well, we keep hearing about them, and I would just ask my Canadian and Mexican friends to, to comment on this, but I do think this. We know there are Canadian troops in Canada because we know that, the, that Trudeau gave them the authority to use the, the, um, the indigenous lands for winter training, not that they couldn't have done it at home, but they came over to do winter training. And just from the, and not that I'm a military genius at all, but I don't know much at all about this, but it seems to me that the perfect timing of this is you lock people down. And one, of that, one thing that that does Is keep the Canadians from watching troop movement. That's what they told me the last time the lockdowns happened. That they could reposition these guys closer to the border, and they thought that's what was going on. I had I had I'd been on radio shows in Canada and had listened to some of the guys that are on Telegram from Canada, and that's what appears to be happening. That they were bringing troops closer to the uh, the American border, and we know that Canadian. That that we know also that that uh, Chinese troops are in Mexico. When I was Mm -hmm. living on the Mexican border for 20 years. Um, I had a lot of patients and friends that were border patrol agents, and they, they were the, the low-level smugglies or the people that in those days, this was a long time ago, paid $1,500 to get across the border 20 years ago. And uh, they were just, you know, the poor farmers from Mexico and guys that wanted to come over and make a living and support their village. But who were the high-priced smugglies that at the same time were paying $60,000, and they were Chinese and Saudis, and you got to ask yourself why. Mm-hmm. So, so we know there's a lot going on.
0: How about this one? Um, Are you familiar with Dr. Benjamin Newman?
1: You know, I'm not. And honestly, I don't care what people say about me. I mean, I'm nobody I, I, you know, he's probably some famous guy. And if he wants to take his time and throw rocks, you know, I, I still took an oath to patience, And I'm just trying to save people from running out and getting shot, essentially in a war that they don't realize is going on. So You know, and we've been labeled crazy. You know, to me, the crazy position in all this vaccine thing is that underlying the whole vaccine program is that all people are always uh, or all vaccines are all safe and all people all the time. That's kind of their underlying principle. How crazy is that? That doesn't go along with anything in medicine we know. So I don't you know, I just don't listen to it. I'm not on Twitter. I'm not on Facebook. I don't you know, that's just a waste of time. You know, we should be out. I'm out trying to figure out how to save save my own patients, my friends, my community, mm-hmm. and uh, not let us be taken down. We all have to fight locally. And I didn't really expect to be on a, an international stage like this. I love I love being able to come and talk and hope it helps because we all have to do that. We have to, we're all dependent on each other. I don't wanna see any country go down. And then um, and, and, and they've, you know, this whole thing is part, what's happening to us in the world today has been happening for a long time and it's dividing us onto all sorts of artificial lines. And that's what has allowed this to happen. You know, there've always been bad guys. There've always been tyrants. What's changed now is technology and the ability to use that technology for psychological operations that have gotten us at each other's throats for a long time. And for us to believe that these wars were created by us, the common people, no, they're not. And And we just have to quit playing. So part of me is I quit playing by listening to, people's, you know, when you're, when you got other bigger things to go along, I don't care what this guy says, (laughs) or anybody, really, I I think we have to speak our truth and hope it helps.
0: We're truly grateful, Dr. Merritt, for your presence. If So uh, moving forward, do you have any more advice, anything you want to invite people, particular website, in addition to your website, or last few statements?
1: Well, there are a lot of people that want treatment and you can buy things overseas. You know, I think everybody should stock up on ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine. I think they should get it offline. You know, people worried about getting overseas drugs. Keep in mind that in America, most of our drugs, 95% of all our drugs are coming from China. So so it's not people don't think it's, it's not a sudden change to suddenly get it from India or someplace else. And I think you should do it. And Mexico, I used to get drugs down there when I was living on the Mexican border. And I think we just need to prepare. I think we're going to win. I think nobody should lose hope here. We're going to win. But the problem is, and, and our, our, we have to get, we, it's a spiritual war we're in. Ultimately, we have to understand that, that we have, to, we have to, you know, we have to be with God. We have to be with the universal cosmic power here because we can't win this on our own. And that's why I know we're going to win because there's, whoever we're fighting isn't on that side. And, and that's, you don't want to be on the wrong side here. And, and we're going to win, but we have to keep our, our own spirits up to do it, keep our energy up.
0: And, and um, I really recommend for everyone to go to Dr. Merritt's website, the, the Medical Rebel, because I even printed. Something here because so that when I attend meetings, because in New Jersey we have meetings, and it's very helpful. It's about protecting yourself from the vaccinated. If you have vaccine remorse, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and she did cover some of that here. But sometimes it's just good when you can leave papers like this in meetings, and people will just keep grabbing it. And so we have I'm good. A- of Ourselves, yeah. So, yeah. Thank and I'm you. trying to
1: put up. I I have a Monday night podcast um, that we're going to actually do tonight because we missed the holiday. But you know, we just try to answer questions that people might have, and uh, and we're trying to upgrade the, the website to put more stuff on. If you're in a legal battle, um, I have a thing about mandates. But if you need more than that, and you think you need a lawyer, the American Frontline Doctors AFLDS.org, has the how to how to maybe fight uh, your your employer on the mandate. Um, So there's a lot of stuff out there. There's a lot of places that you can do telemedicine. I do telemedicine for COVID in in Nebraska and Iowa, but others do it around the country. And again, AFLDS.org, DrStellaMD.org, there's a bunch of people.
0: Thank you. And please come back again next time. I hope we could have another time with you because you're really very good in explaining things for even for ordinary people. Well thank and th-
1: you guys are great. Thank you. I'd love to come back.
0: Okay. And thank, thank, thank you all.
1: Thank you those- very much. Thank yeah, you. and if
0: you like this you. You share it to thank others.
1: You. I will. And I'd like to I'm gonna, I'm I'm going to have to write down all the websites of you guys that I've been seeing flash by. I hope you can maybe
0: get them to me somehow. I'll, yes. <laughs> okay. I'll send it to you. Thank you. Awesome.
1: Thank you. Thank you.